0: Yay, I've got a thing. Yay, hooray! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, welcome to the Play Talk podcast. I'm Sarah, and this is Max, and this is a podcast for people who like thinking and talking about children's play. In this episode, we're talking about a Guardian documentary, No Ball Games, that came out in 2020. It's a short film about life and play through the eyes of children in the UK. It's a really short film, and you can watch it online using the link we provided, or just search online for No Ball Games. And, uh, it's, it's
1: yeah, it was so yeah. good. Like, I had to, I just re-watched it, actually, like, half an hour ago, but yeah. I had to watch it a couple of times before I could take any notes, because I was just, like, too, like, enamoured with it. It was just really lovely. And, like, yeah, it really captured like for like quite a short film like a lot of different like moods and of play like it was very um yeah just had like a really nice flow to it and I yeah it felt like you had been like with the kids for a really long time because of that because you you don't usually like I feel like you don't usually get that many much different things in that short amount of time so yeah yeah it was really nice
0: did you did it The one feeling I had about it, it was quite weird for me like in terms of your own play, is that I I felt it made me feel quite nostalgic, but I, but in this really weird way that I wouldn't. Well, I played as a child, obviously, but I played in my garden. I played with my cousins. I didn't play out in the streets. You know what? I, if I'd been doing what they'd been doing, it would have been like, oh my goodness, that's kind of a bit, you know. But I think what what I thought was there's a core to it that I recognised as an adult mm-hmm. remembering my childhood that I thought, okay, I don't. I wasn't pushed around in a trolley in the middle of the streets, and I didn't do those things. But something about it connected in a way that made me feel like oh i i remember obviously i don't remember but it, that that, <laughs> that worked for me i th- that was quite an interesting reaction because i didn't have those childhoods but something about it made me feel like um a connection or a remembering of what it was like to be playing about with your friends and being silly and um,
1: that's mm. yeah i think yeah i was reading the interview by the with a filmmaker Mm-hmm. And she was saying that um, when they went into it, they were very much talking about how like play is universal, and and quite quickly they decided that that's, it actually wasn't like it was really varied and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which, but
0: yeah, said yeah, that. I remember, I remember different. I remember reading that.
1: Yeah, and and she, she said something. Like, that. Yeah, she said oh, that was it. She said that there was a a universality of attributes. So the play looked different in different places, but there were a lot of common kind of themes and experiences running throughout whatever it looked like.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, I'm just going to chuck in with one random observation. The one, one, like, you know how you, I'm sure the same for you, I don't know, you watch it and then the particular bits kind of stick in your mind. Yeah. little, Little bits that, and I don't know why they resonate, but the one I really liked was they were all sitting around outside talking about, because I think they must have said to them, what's work in class, you know, and everyone just thought was work in class. And they were all talked yeah. about school, weren't they? And there was one group of children, and they were talking about, oh, you know, we have to go to education, and we have to do all this. And then this boy made this kind of pronouncement that I'd rather be dumb than be in education. He made some sort of pronouncement.
1: Oh, he said, I'd, make he said, sense. He said I'd rather be dumb than alive.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, and they all, and I loved it. And they all looked at him like, oh, you idiot, you know, you just had this, but equally, there was this thing like, as a viewer, you're like going, "Oh no, there's a profundity in there." Oh, mm. and it, I really, and I love that way they did that argument and debate, and it ended up with that as a conclusion.
1: <laughs> I think I'm very uh, realistic as well. I feel like that's how a lot of serious conversations end <laughs> when there's yeah. play, when there's play to be done. But yeah, yeah, because yeah, it was it was two, it was two sets of kids actually that made the same assumption about what they meant by working class.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, and
1: I really liked that because it opened with that conversation with um, the two uh,
0: girls girls in Wales. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Um, And I just thought it was, I mean, I don't know. I'm guessing it must've been intentional because it was really smart, but it just like, it opens the film with like a reminder of like whose like frameworks are important here. You know, it's like, it's not the adult frameworks when they're talking about working class that's immediately ignored. And it's just, yeah, they don't push it or follow it up. It's just like, you know, the, yeah these adult agendas this isn't what's important here um but yeah with that um with other kids when they're talking about it I actually I wrote down because I love this quote before that I'd rather be dumb than alive which is also an amazing quote um one of them says if you think school's boring you ain't gonna live right and like it's just so good but also it really struck me as being like like this child has like a real sense of like control over like his emotional experience. Like that's quite like a, yeah, that's quite yeah. like a, that's a big thing. That's, you know, it's quite, yeah. it's a funny statement, but when you think about it, like to, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's a quite, lot of adults yeah. don't have that sense of control.
0: Yeah. Like it's a bit like it's got the severity of school. Like, you know, this is yeah. life, life is there. You've got to work out how to deal with it. How are you yeah. going to manage to live if you can't cope with this bit?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Work out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I really, I really like that. Yeah. Um, um. And yeah, there are a lot of big conversations happening amongst all the the two. Um. I think was it Saren and Seren, They had the same name. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was wondering about them actually, if because they were all their chat was about these big, really big subjects, and I was I was wondering if there was like a if that was like there was kind of like a performative kind of role-playing element there of being in front yeah. of a camera you know
0: yeah yeah um, yeah yeah I wondered that about a few of the things but um yeah they were like we'll let you into our world where we've done our hair really amazingly yeah that we've planned it we've been we've been in touch beforehand to say <laughs> what <laughs> are you wearing yeah um yeah and then there's that kind of camera but then the camera was quite far away or maybe they had control of it but that yeah that itself was playful they were like yeah, yeah. youtubers or something going right we'll yeah. tell you about the world you know and how we view it or something. Um,
1: yeah, I really liked that. I thought, oh yeah, I was quite curious about how that came about. Whether they were approached in the same way as all the other kids in terms of filming, or just you know how that kind of became the game to them of like sitting yes. in front of the camera and um, yes, having these big conversations about life and sharing their wisdom um, about,
0: about London. I like their view of London and of oh yeah, in town. and that kind of I, I really like that sense of like how they. Yeah, you know, like you say, the adult frame would have would have gone. Oh, you know, here we are in a kind of poverty stricken place where you wouldn't yeah. want to hang around. But they're going. What do you more do you want? Look around you. This yeah. is great. And that 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 sense of
1: yeah. Yeah. The fact they're doing that shows that they're aware of that perception, though. Yes. You know? Which yeah. is and yeah. The
0: expectation is to go and leave to go to London. Yeah. Yeah. Or that or maybe Cardiff. I can't remember where they were. They were in the um, sort of ex-mining area. I think weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: um, Mm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I really like that, that. What I liked about that was that it that 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 play-ness, whatever it, it was they were playing, was that contrast with the real physical play. You know, they were just sitting chatting. Yes. And first of all, I was like, "Oh, are they playing?" I'm like, "Oh, yeah, they are," because of yeah their chat and the way it goes and the kind of like you say that border between are they just having a conversation or was that a, that itself was a whole performance for the camera which they were enjoying, mm. and then they kind of meandered around doing different kinds of um, different kinds of conversation. Um, compared with the other, you know, slightly more. Oh, I love the. I think that's what nostalgia, this nostalgia thing for me, actually. I'm just remembering it now is the uh, kick the can or whatever they called it. We used to call it pot one, two, three in. Um, they called it. They all had a pole and they had to get
1: to the pool. Oh, the mob post. Mob post. That was yeah. Nice.
0: You want to play mob? And that whole kind of. Going around saying, are you going to play? Do you want to play? Trying to drum up enough interest. You know, mm. have we got enough here? Go on, are you going to play? That, that that feeling as well, as well, of kind of getting a getting enough people together to make it worthwhile. Um, but Mob Post, yeah. And I, th- and I think, is that that region? Is that that area who invented it? And that it's been passed down, that game?
1: Yeah. Well, they both, both the, in the kids in Wales and in not London, <laughs> the other place. <laughs> I've watched this film so many times I can't remember the places. Um, but they both they both talked about a mob post. Um, but yeah, that wasn't one that I'd heard before. I really like that um, I really like play names for things. Yeah. Um, it's like yeah, it's like a kind of a taking ownership of a, a space by giving it Names that you understand and yeah. that other people don't that relate to like how you use it. That's like, yeah, I like that a lot. I the other, the other game that I found really interesting was the, the red letter game.
0: Oh, is that like. Um,
1: so they had to. Across
0: if you're wearing or. I don't know. It was like, no, it was no, that, so yeah, they had was... to. Um,
1: so they're in <laughs> teams. The way they describe yeah. it vaguely is they're in teams. So you decide in your teams what your letter is. Your letters are, and then the other team just had to get it out of you by any means necessary. Yes, yes, and it oh, was God, just
0: that like, yes, yes. The, um, I love that because there's this honesty, like this absolute honesty. Like you've decided yeah. your letter, you know it, and only you can reveal it. And uh, that's it. Did remind me of the brutality of playing with my cousins. We used to play mercy, <laughs> and we used to squit like kneel on each other and. Yeah. torture each other but I only think... within the boundary of what was like not actual pain well I don't know actually it was painful
1: <laughs> I don't know that was fascinating as, as the, yeah like yes. I just really was like yeah it was it was just so interesting as a game like I guess it's like part rough and tumble but it's, also, it's very much like a social game like social boundaries and and yes. figuring out like what's okay and what's not but it's also like there's like a consent to, yes. consent to being you know yeah pushed around yeah now ab- like, it's like yeah. yeah um and obviously that's not a fixed consent i'm sure there are things that could like cross the lines for certain kids but that's being that, negotiated abso- but that's absolutely. part of it isn't
0: it i found that really interesting because a lot of what i do i feel like i do in in, in earlier stuff is saying to children um is trying to get them to understand that boundary and say, yeah look at your, look at your friend's face you know child's crying and kind of, they don't like it And trying to get them to sort of interpret the situation and then even if they've interpreted it and they decided to carry on, sort of help them kind of think. Well, maybe we, maybe now it's time to stop, or you can ask permission, or and, and for the other child to say, no, I don't want to do it anymore, and all that kind of asserting yourself with each other. Yeah. And, and you're right that that game was just like we have given consent, but even within that, they would have known they'd have they'd have been assessing that boundary all the time because they were all it was still fun, wasn't it? They were still yeah. playing. Yes. Yeah, and just I was like, yeah, just I, I was just, I was just yeah. looking at
1: it and just thinking like I feel like if this was in a School playground yeah this would be interpreted yeah. as a breakdown in play like yeah you know yeah um, and it's I no, just I, find that that, that context yeah. of where it is and, and
0: who it is I mean I yeah for, for me that 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 was definitely reminded me again of, of playing with my, my sister and my cousins and we would sort of sit on top of each other and this was you know the 1970s and 80s the era of watching wrestling yeah. on tv so that was a visual thing a visual comedy we sit on each other we'd kind of Put our hair in each other's faces. We'd do things which the other person didn't like, but I have no memory of ever feeling that that was too much. And that, but it it was. But sometimes it was, you know, we'd play peanuts. And it would sometimes be physically like, "Ow, oh, that really hurt." But yeah, but we did that in our homes, you know. And we were just think our parents were doing something else, so no one was yeah. standing over and saying that's a bit mean. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> you know? me and so, my yeah, me and my brothers definitely had that kind of play as well. And like, yeah, we well, actually. We just used to play a game called Voldemort, where we just turn the lights off and beat each other up. That was like, (laughs) and that was the game. And it was like, outside of the context of that, if we, you know, if we hit each other, we'd be running to like tell our mom. But in that game, like, no, that's that's we've agreed the rules. We've kind of
0: yeah, yeah. it's unspoken,
1: but we know that this is like, yeah. And there are are definitely times that you take it too far, but you you sort out it. You'd be amongst yourselves because it would be in that kind of I don't know. Social contract or whatever, but yeah, yeah. I, I, really, I really, yeah, that game I found that just yeah, the the play geek inside of me was just like, what's going on here?
0: On here? Well, that's quite interesting because both our references are fam- a family, you know, where the trust is yeah. really strong, and that's why I was interested in that that it was mm. out on this day. And is that because those those friendships were so strong that they could have that trust? Was it only a small group of them doing it? That I was curious in that way. But it does trigger family stuff. But yeah. Yeah, can, can you have such good friendships that it feels it feels okay, or maybe it didn't. You know, maybe some people really hated that game and just disappeared. Or it's 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 like impossible to know, really, isn't it? But um, the fact that it it the fact that it was um something that they all were familiar with, like you said, and, and that it's structured around this letter, and that I love that honesty. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a card game. Remember your card, or choose a pick a card, and I'm gonna mm. I'm, and I'm gonna sort of get it for you you know we absolutely stick to that honesty and they were like yeah this is my letter you think well why would you does it matter of course it's like yeah that it's (laughs) it's like it's like the truth of the game and the rules and you stick to them really clearly despite the other rules being like how you actually get the the letter out is kind of
1: up to you (laughs) yeah um, it really just yeah it's that thing of like with a game like that like the rules itself aren't important it's that like yeah the what yeah the kind of rules and parameters of the game like it's that they're shared amongst you it's not it doesn't exist outside of that situation yeah it's it's yeah
0: Hmm. yeah no it's fascinating um it's it's funny as well yeah pick the contrast of that with because i was partly watching the film and thinking about nature and environment because that's what i was had in my mind when i was looking for something and um you know the little boy with the caterpillar yes and, and he suddenly went all kind of oh it's my little pet and it got to be really soft and gentle. And I thought it was really interesting to have that little contrast I mean again I was like oh what's the effect of the camera and i like I don't think it is I'm not sure and I think he might even be filmed by another child I don't know but he was really
1: something like, yeah
0: sharing you know
1: something that really struck me about that as like <laughs> as just like a nature lover at heart is it made me quite emotional that he called the caterpillar an animal because a lot of a lot of people yeah it's yeah I found that just really lovely because like a lot of people don't consider bugs animals you know like like yeah, he, yeah. It was kind of just this whole other little thing but yeah
0: yeah just and that's interesting because that's his... more like insect is a bit further away and I could squish it like a fly yeah and it's kind of a fluffy thing it's more in the it's more in the pet territory yeah it's um, more like a cat or a dog it's more that kind of yeah feature I can feel the warmth
1: towards I was I was big on bug pets uh
0: yeah <laughs> um
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think I was bigger, more big on collecting the worms and then seeing what happened to them. Or ca- I think I was more like catching butterflies in a net and catching them and then let them. You know, I don't know. I didn't. Really, I don't remember stroking caterpillars. So I was quite intrigued by that and that. But that. But the fact that he could find one and that, that attention to the detail and that kind of he would spent time looking and he was conscious of that they were around there and that he, yeah. he was interested and that he, and it was like I'm going to show you this because I felt almost like he's going. There's another side to us, you know. I, yeah. I, I don't know.
1: It was quite. Yeah, because when he actually introduced the idea of the caterpillar, he was he was yeah he was stood I'm assuming at the front of his house like was on a car and he just sort of casually said there's a lot of caterpillars around here, and yeah. then it, it, yeah it was just like it was like he was he was really contemplative he was like thinking about what to share and that's what he chose yeah yeah because um, yeah, a lot yeah. a lot of the film is like it's very much about showing but that was about like telling and like
0: yeah
1: uh, yeah.
0: And that's again, I think about the children view and the adult view. Like, I can't imagine. You know, there's no adult who would suddenly say, "Oh, there's a lot of caterpillars around here." Do any, I we mean, just. It just wouldn't be. We wouldn't notice it. If we did notice it, we just wouldn't. We'd talk about bigger things or general or people or I don't know. We'd never just offer it up without some kind of contextual explanation about the, the <laughs> biodiversity or something. It was just like, this, this thing. You know, this is there are caterpillars and I've got a relationship with them. Or um, yeah,
1: no, like, that yeah, was or so you know, lovely. Just, I, yeah, the
0: whole thing. I, I the energy of it, and also, I mean, I found it really. It was very cheering. I felt kind of, and and then that's that sort of thing is about nostalgia. I was like reassured. I was like, oh yeah, children can be children. And Then, I thought, yeah. oh, is, is this getting a bit kind of like you say, universal and um, almost like despite their rubbish lives or despite poverty, children will still play, which makes you, it makes you feel a bit like oh you don't have to worry too much. But then, so I, I was really caught up by how mm. how I interpreted it in that way because it, it sort of reassured me. But um, But the context of the article was about the lack of youth services and the lack of meeting places, and so I felt quite mixed about what I was reading, what I was taking from it. Um.
1: Yeah, I thought I liked that it was. I felt like it was. Yeah, it was very. It was very like joyful and and lovely and all these things, but it wasn't. It didn't feel sort of twee. Is that the word? It Mm. didn't. It didn't feel kind of overly sentimental. It didn't feel like they were saying. Yeah, it didn't feel like a sort of, you know, these children overcoming it all kind of thing. It, it felt just very matter of fact.
0: Matter of fact, yeah. Um, it just said, "Look, they are they're here doing yeah. stuff." Yeah.
1: Um. Oh, I think I really, actually, which really occurred to me, really stood out to me, <laughs> was um, Declan's risk management. Uh, they were climbing pylons. Yeah. And yeah. Declan yeah. was one of the main kids and there was a kid climbing yeah. up. And yeah. Declan just sort of said, Oh yeah, <laughs> don't touch that. And he was kind of he wasn't overly concerned. He was like he Oh was, you'll die. Yeah. <laughs> he, was sort of, he was watching. He was just kind of making sure, but he was just like Yeah. He doesn't sound panicked. He was just and there was just oh uh, yeah, I was just thinking about that from the context of like what an adult like an adult approach. Uh yeah. And I just was trying to think what was different and why didn't he feel the need to panic? I mean, and I just feel like he just, he just kind of trusted that he was going to be heard. Like he didn't have to, he didn't have to say it again or push it. He was just like, you know, no, don't don't touch that. I'm going to look at you for a minute, but then someone wants me to go play. So I'll just have to assume you're not going to, Yeah. you're not going to, uh, yeah. So I, yeah, I really liked, I really liked that. Um,
0: yeah, and, and it's
1: yeah, it's that thing that I know as I know as a playworker as well. He's worked in like um, situations, sort of managing risk and stuff. Is that you know he's taken the right he's taken the textbook approach there. He's taken the right approach by approaching it calmly and and uh, yeah, sort of observing and managing rather than you know jumping in and trying to take control of the situation when it doesn't need that. Like yeah.
0: Yeah, and respecting of the child's ability to yeah know and be sensible and and uh, yeah, it's it's a it, that yeah I, that was a really strange thing because I thought the same. I, I was watching it thinking, okay, so this whole thing of trusting children, like they know what's going on, they can do it. This person, the yeah, the child is there, and I thought, but you know, and that's it. They've they've they're all fine. They've managed it. But you're thinking, as an adult, like you would never set, you wouldn't ever set that situation up, no, because the risk is, is there and the risk is too final. It's like playing next to a really fast car or something. Yeah, you know, it's you know that's what I just think. It's really fascinating that we would definitely not create that situation or build anything that had that ultimate risk, and yet they're managing it. Um, and, and as an adult if you were there you'd be thought you'd be saying oh I'm really worried about you playing that you know like, you, you sort of voice all your anxieties and explain why mm. and actually they'd be like looking at you' to say well yeah we know that why you know it it's it sort of unresolved basically the whole connection between an adult and a child's perspective of things yeah I feel like you can't you can't resolve that it, it's no. just it's just different and that's it really
1: um, I think it's it kind of points to like one of the big contradictions of being an adult who spends so much time thinking about play and facilitating play, and and play is this thing that exists beyond control, like it shouldn't be controlled, and it like and yeah. that, that's that's a thing that you're always kind of weighing up and figuring out, and yeah, and there's just. It's yeah. the sort
0: of thing, like if you're an adult out and about on the streets and you see children playing, you know. Sometimes I see children playing in the ways that I think, oh, you know, that, I'm a bit anxious about that. Often to do with height, you know, on top of high things, and you think, well, I, you know, I, I, you know, realistically, if I enter that situation, all I'm going to do is distract them and do more harm than good. I'm going to increase the risk because they've obviously done it before; they know what they're doing. You know, that's my sort of risk assessment as an adult in yeah. the public domain. I think, okay, you just have to not see. I just think I just have to trust that, that they don't know me there's nothing i can do that's going to improve the situation here um but it's not but it's something i sort of have to go through mentally that i think yeah, well yeah. i wouldn't want my i wouldn't want children in my care to be doing that i'd be worried about it with them because if they did sleep it would be fairly fundamental um but yeah i don't know but then how do i that compare to go walking up a hill up a, up a mountain being on the edge and knowing that you're quite near the edge you're not going to jump off are you I, you know it's a sort of mental process that goes the whole time but it's quite it's it's one that you kind of can't avoid as an adult especially if you're an adult you yeah. know it's got to have insurance it's got to have you know you are ultimately responsible for the children in your care so I just and they step away from all that by just playing out just be out and about playing. yeah so you know it's it's for them but it's funny because yeah.
1: it's I feel like there's also something there about risks that we think are legitimate because I get in my van and drive up the motorway <laughs> you yeah, know
0: I'm a bit, well, like the older I get the more white knuckle yeah.
1: I'm in cars actually I'm always more like oh we're going
0: so fast what yeah. yeah like I,
1: I, I yeah. I'm a climber like I climb things yeah. <laughs> yeah. that I should yeah. climb and I climb things that I shouldn't climb and yeah um and obviously there are there are things about you know, developmental stuff and understanding and the difference between risks and hazards, like not not kind of brushing all that off. But yeah, yeah. there is definitely a, a thing about who gets to decide which risks are worth taking. Um, yeah.
0: I think in some ways yeah. I feel better about the fact that I acknowledge that it's just unresolvable and that's it really. I, and I, I think I used to sort of get anxious about well, I'm I'm too risk averse, I must be more risk friendly and then I'd be like, work, working out where I am on the spectrum I'm like, actually I'm never going to yeah. sort this out I'm just I'm just a bundle of mixed upness that everybody else is, I'm more worried about some things than others and that's why yeah. like other people are different and yeah, it's just seeing that child do that and like you say, with the other one saying, oh don't touch that like you say, like a eight, eight, like wisdom like experience yeah. and just like lack of panic and trust in a, a fellow child to be sensible yeah. and also it wasn't, It they weren't what was interesting there is that I didn't feel you know, like I grew up seeing health and safety films as a child that sort of terrified you from the <laughs> railway line. You know, honestly, I'd have those memories. But they weren't climbing it for taboo. They weren't, yeah. they were climbing it for climbing. That was what yeah. was really interesting. They weren't going, ooh, who's going to go near the thing that will kill us and testing yeah. each other out that way. And so then you just thought, oh, what a shame they've got you know, how inventive of them to use that and what a shame they've not got other things that they can use for yeah. climbing because obviously they like climbing. So like you say, couldn't they go you out see? to the hills and yeah. Yeah,
1: as I say, um, yeah. But yeah, and I think that's also aspect of it's, that's their environment, you yeah, know, like it's, it's, the space it's, it's their space. Yeah. Um,
0: they weren't yeah. trees and they weren't rocks and they weren't... Um, they weren't in a cityscape where they were doing like parkour type thing, but it was like that, you know. But it was, yeah, it was used for yeah. climbing, yeah. And that's that's again like the adult come in as a, as a frame going, that's a dangerous thing because of not even yeah. the climbing element, you know.
1: As yeah. a, as a side note, um, public information films from like mm. the past are like a quite, uh, like kind of like a special interest of mine. I love uh, them. I like, well, I'm uh, a witness.
0: I... <laughs> I still have in my mind some football boots hanging off the back of the door for the child who lost his feet because he went on the railway crossing that like, was imprinted in my brain as a child who had a railway crossing at the back of my house <laughs> it's like... there's a um,
1: the BFI uh, British Film Institute website has an archive um, with a lot of public inf- safety right. films on it uh, yeah I think I, I should be too traumatised if I watched them all just... <laughs> yeah I, mean, I, think, I think if I'd seen them as a child I wouldn't find them so uh, interesting now um,
0: yeah
1: <laughs> but yeah uh, yeah. quite They are.
0: They are one of those things that I could the, the films like that would trigger for me the feel of the hard bench that you sat on in the in the school or the smell <laughs> of the the polish of the floor in the hall school hall and you will file in to watch it on the sort of seventy sc- the screen that goes up you know but I do but I do wonder how much that did affect me as a child being yeah maybe a bit risk averse at times and then as an adult sort of unpicking all of that but um but then it's also connected to your personality anyway and your play opportunity so it's yeah so complex. Absolutely. I think. Knowing that in yourself. Oh, pause for pause for. Yes, yes. Can you close the door, Seth? Very good. My son is really into Rubik's cube. He's got sub forty on being able to fix it, and a new one has arrived in the post. Yes. Ah,
1: man. (laughs) Quite focused. The quickest, the quickest I ever managed was one minute fifty.
0: Well, you got some um, practice to do. Yeah. <laughs> no, he got uh, his birthday. It's, his birthday was um, last week, and we, it was a delayed arrival of a extra fantastic Rubik's cube thing. So that's just arrived in the post. So he's just like,
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure if I had a speed cube, I'd be sub 42. Yes. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um.
0: But yeah, that's oh, that's a whole other kind of play that leaves me dumbfounded. That precision. They didn't do anything like that, didn't they? There weren't any gadgets like that in the film, were they? They No. They they didn't have any stuff. That's what I, have the stuff was like a shopping trolley. I don't remember any other, there was no ball. They didn't didn't have any kind of kit or gadgety, like, look what I've got. Rubik's Cubey thing, you know, or Mm. or like fidget spinners or whatever the (laughs) phase of thing was. Um. But maybe that just wasn't what got recorded.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. You're right.
0: Um, hmm. It was quite a kind of contrast with it, like, uh, there was one bit when someone said something pretty much like, I love running or something. And they just ran. I love that <laughs> when they had that space and they were just like pegging across the field in that, in that kind of, um, this in itself is fun. Just running about is fun. Um but yeah, no, but, but I suppose, to be honest, they're quite solitary things, aren't they? Like, my son's got his Rubik's Cube. He's just going to go off and do that. He doesn't take it out as a social
1: event to see other people, really. It's kind of... Yeah. Insane. I, um, yeah, in my, like, bits of observations I've done on school playgrounds, there was one playground that, at school, that I, a primary school that he went to a few times, and there were two kids who had Rubik's Cubes, and they had, like, they always had, like, a little gathering of people around them. Right. just like watching them do Rubik's Cubes.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, generally, yeah. That's... It's,
0: it, it wears off after a while. You stand on you watch and you admire and you go, wow, and you gasp. A bit like we do in our house and then you go, oh, I'm bored now. <laughs> 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 I'm just, I'll get back to what I was doing, but well done, on you go. It's yeah. that kind of group, like fandom of a, a skill that you don't have.
1: Yeah. yeah. Actually, uh, a thing that, um, talking about observations, a thing that this film made me think about was, um, I guess on more kind of a, <laughs> a a serious note, was um sort of the consenting to being observed, and I was thinking about
0: yeah
1: how um the camera kind of makes it impossible for them to ignore that they're being observed, and and how that's maybe like quite a good thing in terms of what they consent to showing, and like it's very clear what the role of that adult is in that space, because this is something that I've like. Yeah, when I first started doing observations in playgrounds, I think my instinct was to to not look like I was there doing observations. You know, like yep, it was yep, just like, like
0: wander over here and look at the yeah. sunshine. Well, see, well actually,
1: this yeah, is... and yeah. just and just sort of, and I think that's part of my like play worker ego to like you know not be like the other adults. Um, yeah, when actually over time, like my I've actually kind of changed. I've totally changed my approach to that, and I always I actually carry a notebook in my hand even if I don't use it because yeah. I feel like it's part of I need to do that to like say like this is my role here and also in terms of I feel like it's yeah I think it's like giving it's more of a opportunity for like kind of genuine consent to be yeah obviously that's not yeah like navigating what the full understanding is and always explain to children why I'm there um yeah but yeah because the
0: alternative in playgrounds is that you're there as a police you were like yes. to the peace. And that, yeah. and that, particularly in school I think it's probably different in early years because you are sometimes you're actually joining in with a play or maybe mm. it's the same in playgrounds I don't know but yeah there's more of a history for the children's experience in the school playground of the adults there to kind of solve disputes and yeah. stop violence and that kind of thing so
1: that, and it's always yeah on. trying to balance out your impact on the play but knowing that you can you can't get rid of your impact on the play you're there you've already impacted the play you know so it's like yeah. I need to be yeah yeah, it's something that it's something that I found quite like I've done a lot of I've had to do like a lot of thinking about and I've definitely changed how I approach approach that kind of that kind of thing and there's a little bit of like if I'm standing there with a notebook <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm probably going to see less but what I am going to see is going to be yeah it's going to be more consensual and it's going to be yeah it's a it's a a, a tricky line but yeah I was just I was thinking about how the yeah. The, ca- the, cam- the camera does a lot of that for you, you know, like yeah. it, it's, they've... and the camera, the camera becomes part of the play. Like it's, it might not be a super active part of, at points, but it definitely is impacting what you're seeing. Yeah.
0: Um, it, it is, it is a really interesting yeah, I, I mean, I've had that experience, I'm sure you have as well, like been told to go away as well as an adult when you're with children's yeah. play, you know, definitely. And I always think, oh, well done. You know, I'm always quite I impressed. That, yeah, that, makes, that always <laughs> makes
1: me feel really joy. I was actually rec- <laughs> recounting a story some the other day of, of a child I used to work with and the day that he told me to shut my face as being like <laughs> the best thing because yeah. he needed to do that, like he needed to assert himself in that way and to... I think for this particular child, like feeling able and comfortable to be able to express, like, yeah, like, go away, leave me alone without yeah. it being like fear of like, like it reject- being rejection or yeah. being yeah. reprimanded was like this really fantastic, joyful thing. And yeah, just reflecting on how, like, yeah, being told by a child to shut your face can be like the most wonderful thing because, yeah, yeah just like, yeah, just like there's an equality after, in it I'll see in that moment I wasn't like good for you kid I
0: was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. oh no <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah
1: but in my but head it's in good. my head I was like yes
0: yeah exactly and it is it's it's about their assertion and confidence but it's also them seeing you as someone that they can say that to, so that they yeah feel absolutely respect for you is that you they know that you're not going to be really upset and hurt as well yeah which I was really like I think oh I've, I trust that you're not that you're a you're an okay person that we've got a good enough relationship that I can ask you to leave without like you say without fear of recrimination yeah. or that, oh gosh you're gonna have a hissy fit or yeah um but that whole thing about observation is really interesting about the film, like the camera. I, I, and like, I, I sometimes I'm like, who's got, is it an adult with a camera? Is it a child with a camera? Who's got the camera? Was the camera being moved? Is it put down and no. left there? And it was really, I was more curious about how that all worked and how they perceived it. Because, um, yeah, I, I, I suppose, I thinking about my observation, um, I sometimes have a notebook and sometimes write down what children say. Sometimes I say what I'm doing. Sometimes I say what you're doing. I say, oh, it's really interesting what you said. I thought I wanted to write it down so we could. <laughs> and they'll be like, what are we doing? Yeah. So it's, it, does, it does connect that whole thing of observation and performance, yeah. not performance inclusion about the person watching. I've
1: often had children wanting to come and write in my notebook as well, which,
0: yeah, you know, I always like, totally
1: let them do, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, just about, like, yeah, just something about making clear what your role is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, like it definitely is a um, is a contradiction for me. Yeah, in terms of keeping my my play worker ego in check, of uh, yeah. you know wanting wanting to be wanting to be seen as as you know not like the other adults, not doing this. Not but you know I am an adult and I am there to watch them play, so I don't. I need yeah. to not hide from that. I need to be honest about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I wonder if there is always like an element that we never see as adults in that almost you can only get from your adult recollection of your childhood, which is then long ago and kind of obscured by time and reflection and nostalgia. all those other things get in the way that, you know, like that there's always play that adults can't see. Yeah. And we can only access it through our memory away. I, I, it's, it's really, and, and that's really hard then to sort of study and reflect on or... yeah.
1: But it I think yeah,
0: maybe yeah, children talking about their play separately.
1: But to, then that's you know. that's part of the value of play, right? Yeah, it's like it's having, yeah, um, yeah whatever you want to call it, like sacred spaces, sacred mm-hmm. like you know experiences that are just for you, just exist in that time and place. That's like yeah, that I
0: always think about that when I'm talking about play in relation to what goes on in children's heads. Yeah, as, as similar. I, I, I'm always like, well, there's only so much we can actually deduce from what we see, because mm-hmm. who knows what plays in their head, and you can't get inside someone's head because you can't. So, you know, the so Seren and the Seren were good at that in that they were chatting and performing, and they had the same hair, and I, <laughs> and, I, and I was thinking, well, it just reminded me of childhood friendships. I'm like, how, you know, is there an element of this friendship that is we can't see that is, is different, or, you know, like. You know, I had friendships with girls, which would all look perfect, but underneath there's kind of currents of power and, right? You know, hopefully not. Do you know what I mean? Because you overlay your interpretation with your own experience quite often watching films like that. For me, I sort of bring my memories to, to, to frame what I'm seeing. And I just thought, oh, we'll never, we'll never know. And it's hard. Yeah, you can't know what's going on inside people's heads and how they're feeling about things or where that friendship takes them all. Um, you know, whether that's a phase. Is this like a lifelong friendship? Is this the last six months? You know, the, the, all those contexts just just fascinating in terms of what the questions it yeah raises you know not taking I mean, it on face value yeah
1: and I feel like for I don't really know this applies to my own experience actually but more through observation is that when it comes to friendships in in sort of younger children is like a lot of the time like yeah time isn't really relevant it's like how long you've known someone for or it's yeah it's like I guess it's not that it's not relevant but it's not a huge factor in what your friendship is or what your friendship is like you know like
0: yeah yeah
1: um whereas I mean yeah definitely like for me definitely as an adult like yeah time is one of the biggest factors in what my friendships look like like I have to know people for a really long time
0: yeah that's really so, like feel comfortable around yeah. them okay that's a really interesting thought because i'm now thinking all of i'm just reassessing that idea about am i thinking of friendships and that's what i'm saying i suppose about being an adult that you reflect back on childhood and yeah. by that point you can chunk it into you can create a judgment about the longevity of your friendships in that time yeah and when you're in it and you're age eight you don't know that you're going to be friends for three years or that yeah. it's just a six month friendship and they're going to go because you're in it being eight playing a game or doing something um oh yeah oh. <laughs> that's really interesting to think that went through because you know those children on that estate they could have lived there their whole lives they could have come and go but they're, they're not really going to know that until they're older you know they're just yeah. there at the moment with the opportunities that they've got um, creating the sense of themselves and their time um, but just also the, that it did have that ephemeral feel I think that's what maybe it made it feel nostalgic to me maybe because we we're watching it in September October and there was the sun shining there were some elements about like playing out in the summer holidays and the end mm-hmm. of summer and that out of school. There was bits about, I think maybe that fit, fitted in, I'm that sense of time passing. Mm-hmm. Again, that's possibly, again, my adult frame on it, all that kind of, this is, this won't. I think that's, that's really interesting thinking about it through time because I think I was watching it thinking, oh, soon they'll be too old for that. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's, <laughs> that's my framework. But so I, I think I was impressed by how the age of some of them going, wanting to play mob the pole they were they were older you know
1: yeah
0: and I remember feeling like oh I'm really glad they're still doing that I mean I remember playing it as an adult like with family like it's a game for me that I could play now and I'd enjoy um but you know that's that particular game that kind of thrill of the chase and hiding all that kind of thing but I did feel like oh they feel really free to play that They don't feel judged that so no one's gonna no mm-hmm. one's there going oh why you know you're too old or that's not cool they were just kind of do you yeah. want to play this game? Because it's fun, you know.
1: I think so, something I do remember, though, being as a kid is when an older kid would join in with your games, it felt like it was so exciting. It felt like a real honor because I feel like... We are
0: worthy.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because there's, there's, something, there's something really mystical about children who are just like a couple of years older than you and their lives seem so different, you know, especially if they're yeah. a different, if you're at primary school and they're at secondary school or, you know, there's like a, yeah. And when they... Yeah. When they honor you with their presence.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's just so yeah. exciting.
1: It's just, uh, yeah, I do. I remember, I was saying, I do very specifically remember being so fascinated with like the older kids because they just seem so different and just like, yeah, um, yeah. in a way that as an adult, those, those, yeah, it's just a couple of years, like, you know, time, concepts of time change. Someone who's two years older than me doesn't seem that different now. <laughs> no,
0: no. But then it's like, but and you know that they're not adults, but in that other kind of yeah, and that other kind of phase that you can't quite imagine.
1: Yeah, um,
0: <laughs> yeah. No, um, that was a because they were mostly. I'm not good at judging ages of children. I couldn't really work out. I, I was thinking, what someone, said, what age are they? I was like, seven to fourteen. I don't know. Yeah, That's I have quite, no idea. That, it's Quite hard to work that all out, you know. Um, yeah, I thinking, were there any other? Because in my head, it was like the shopping trolley, the Saren and Siren, the mob thing, the caterpillar, um, and the kind of free running, the kind of running about in a big space and kind yeah. of piling like in on each other. That t-trolley.
1: I really loved the uh, the running around the half pipe. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: um, I was like that was like that was like some sort of ballet. That was like it was just beautiful,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and that was a really <laughs> nice moment. I the film was edited where Angus Declan was lying down just on the pavement with his head over the edge, and he just goes, "I'm upside down." And one of the kids goes, "No, you're not." And then it cut to it cut to someone upside down on the half pipe and it was like, "Now nah, you're upside down." But yeah. it was yeah, I really liked. It was just. it's just beautiful (laughs) yeah like it genuinely just the whole thing just made me very emotional um yeah and yeah I think yeah it just like yeah I think it just felt like a really like privileged insight it just felt really just yeah and I think that thing about like I was saying at the beginning about seeing all these different kind of moods and flows of play from these these children in quite a short space it really felt like you'd you'd witnessed so much uh
0: yeah, um, and also there weren't any adults in the picture. With, I mean. No. Thanks for listening. That was the Play Talk podcast. See you next time.